I thought it was dope. Uh, yeah. Oh, the dates? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, my hair probably looks terrible, but I don't care. It's a I don't. I don't think we're here for the ladies. Although no, we are think... the single ones. Your oh, they're, other they're... podcasting partner is off the market. Going to be officially off the market right. very soon. And there is a lady that listens to our podcast. There's one. There's. Um, it's a start. I notice you use the same thing I use now. The pod pod coin. coin. Yeah. Does get... she have? Does she, the one lady who listens to us have friends? Um. <laughs> Maybe. I don't care if they're ladies or not. Just listen. She might be your friend or something, because that's what I assume. Oh, where, really? Where are we? Because on this thing, I don't know if you go, but if you go to listeners, it shows. Oh. It shows you. It shows Marina. Oh, yeah. It's Marina. I know Marina. And William. We're the only Do you three? know what I think is funny, though? Huh? So, what's up, Marina? Thanks for listening, whoever you are. You know Marina. Apparently. Yeah. If you look at Jam Ups, listeners, you, Josh Mont- Griffiths. Montel Williams. Josh Griffiths' picture is Montel Williams. <laughs> I screenshotted that and sent it to Jeff, and he didn't say anything about it. So I was like, what the fuck? Is that just normal? Is that always Josh's picture? <laughs> it must just, be. They let news? you put a picture on there, and I don't know why he'd really want your picture on there. So he just must have put Montel Williams. And why he put Montel Williams? Yeah, he specifically put Montel Williams. He had to up, right? I guess so. Now, these are just our listeners on PodCoin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But, uh, I, I, you know, I've, I've actually been pitching PodCoin to people at work. I got a guy listening to so I'll make sure he subscribes. I've been, I've been, I've been ranking up some points. I got three hundred sixty-six point two points. That, that that would get you about not even fifty cents on that. No, no. about fifty cents on the Amazon gift card. Well, the more you listen, the more that that goes up. Yeah, like, like you get more points for every ten minutes. This is not an ad for PodCoin, by the way. No, <laughs> you can listen to us on whatever you want to listen to us on. But, but yeah. I knew what's funny is I don't even like I I knew that she was listening to us, but I didn't know she listened to it on PodCoin. I yeah. don't I don't think I upsold that. Apparently, apparently, unless I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know the specs, but I know that. Well, interesting, interesting. I forgot how I got on that. Oh, the, a girl. Oh, a girl. Yeah, we got we got a. So I guess we I have do a, need to look good. We have a better female contingent than the jam Marina. up. We uh well you got to look up for Montel Williams apparently that's that's true that's true <laughs> on your other pod um, Montel's judging I can't, well now I can actually say with that said and it fit but with that said with this that is said. Ohio WrestleCast number fourteen fourteen welcome and uh, we got through our bad luck thirteen we did which was me at my angriest that I've ever been I you know I didn't put that together maybe that's what it was it might, might, might have been some no I came in angry and I didn't know which episode it was at that point so that's, that's true so I it was it just up. the stars aligning on all of that um, yeah hey, if you if you you poor soul you should be the one that's more angry than me because you watch Monday Night Raw and SmackDown every week I do. Yeah, so you should be angrier than I am with your entire life because I, I've gotten rid of that negativity. You, you don't watch it at all? I don't watch it at all. We get out of here tonight. I'm not going home watching watch Monday Night Raw. I'm going to uh, listen to one of, probably one of the records that you lent me or listen to something on PodCoin. Uh, listen to a podcast on there and play The Division because I'd rather do that with my life than watch the current product of wrestling. I, I mean... There's nothing wrong with There's that. There's nothing wrong with that. And I mean, it used to be Monday night. There's like, no, I'm, no matter what, I'm going to watch Monday Night Raw. Like, yeah. that's what I'm going to do. I didn't, I, I never actually stuck with SmackDown as much. They've jumped around channels and times and everything in days, you know. Yeah. But Monday Night Raw, Monday night, 8 o'clock, man, you're watching. Mm. Like, that's that's what you're doing. I just, I'm just not doing it. I just don't, I don't want to. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not turning on. Monday Night Raw and watching it from start to finish. I'm turning on Monday Night Raw and it's, it's on while I'm photoshopping or 
yeah, fucking around on the computer. That's and, fair. And I'm turn I'm stopping doing what I'm doing and just watching the shit that I'm interested in. Okay. Like I'm seeing things happen that I don't give a shit about. And that makes some sense. I mean, even in recent years, like when I would be on, like you said, I'd be dicking around on my phone or something. Yeah, exactly. And then like, oh well, this is a match I do want to see. Okay, and, you know, put it down and watch it and enjoy as, it. As soon as I hear like Charlotte Flair's music or Becky's or something, I'm on Lacey. I'll watch. You know, I hear anybody I'm interested in. I'll yeah. Like, I, my head turns and I stop doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, no, actually, that, that makes some sense. And I've what I've recently done is then read what happens. And if it's a match that I feel like I really need watching or a segment that really needs watching, you can watch it on Hulu the next day. Um, but the idea of sitting through a whole three-hour episode of that is just not something I'm interested in. Yeah. Like, it really isn't. See, I, didn't, I, didn't, I never enjoyed watching Raw on Hulu because they, they cut, like... An hour of it out. They much. cut. I mean, they cut the actresses, and it feels like a rushed show. I've I've watched, dude. Okay, I I had Hulu, and when I noticed this, I was pissed because I'm paying for it. I want to watch yeah. the full fucking show. Yeah. So I actually downloaded the full episode, and I started at the same time on both of them. The okay. And <laughs> Just and to I see how much got cut, cut out. out, and they cut out things I wanted to see. Okay. Which is interesting. It is. It's how do you determine when? Well, they're putting it all on there, obviously with the intention of that you want to see it. But they're also leaving in things that I saw no point in it being. There. Well, and that's just it. How do they determine what people editing it? You are do not and do want to see because, yeah. again, they're not. I, I mean, it feels that way, but I would say that they are not intentionally putting on content that you would you don't want to see. They're like they're not going to be like, well, just throw this out there because fuck it. That's why. Yeah. You know, they're they're thinking everything is going to be out there for somebody that they're going to want to watch, but when they decide to make that Hulu version or who decides to do it, I don't I don't have a clue. Yeah. But the, what they what they decide to cut, obviously they're not cutting out Roman Reigns. No. They're, they're just not they're not going to cut the top guys, but no. there might be an undercard match of guys that you want to see that they feel aren't significant enough to make that cut. No. I mean, that makes sense. But yeah, I did. It wasn't just undercard matches. It was like stupid gimmicky bullshit that no one really cares about. Like, obviously, this is something that like they got a lot of stupid gimmicky. Like, do it. God damn, pal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is good shit. This is good shit. Is uh, <laughs> something we're gonna get into. I think. Yeah. You know, um, well, we're gonna definitely talk about. You know, we're talking more about the current product today because there's a lot happening. With the current product, not necessarily WWE. Actually, we're going to stay pretty far away from WWE today. Um, All Elite Wrestling put on their debut show as All Elite Wrestling. They had the All In show that was Cody and the Bucks. Yeah, basically, you know, it, it basically that was their first show. But under the All Elite banner, this was their first show that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it not this past Saturday, but the Saturday prior? Yes, of Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the. Lots and lots and lots and lots of positive reviews going on online mm-hmm. that I've been reading. A lot of positivity amongst guys that I've been talking to. Um, not just for the show, but I think for the the future of wrestling, the future of this company. Uh, yeah. So I'm seeing a lot of positive things. And I'll let you go ahead and talk about because you watched the show in its entirety, correct? Or you, or did you just? I, watch? I watched all of the main the main show. I didn't watch any of the pre show. Any of the pre show. Okay, okay. So you watched the entire, and you probably took in more production wise and everything like that than I got a chance to see. Yeah, that's, um, yeah. I've been catching up and checking out the the the, you know, the main stories and the main things coming out of it. So, what was your overall view on the show? You know, you come out of it. Uh, watching the entire pay-per-view, how did you feel with, about it overall? Well, I'm judging it from a standpoint of somebody who who knows very little about what's 
going on with these people. Like, okay, I I watched a little bit of the 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 YouTube stuff that they did to help like promote storylines right, and right, stuff right, like right. that, which I thought was clever. Not having a show that's a good, probably the best way we're out for them to go. Yeah, and they don't they have TV coming on Turner, which is a big deal on yeah. TNT, which is until October, I believe, is when they're. Um, I'm not. Mark, take my your bad. pills. My bad. Um, yeah, so I think they got TV coming in October, but you know, using YouTube and using online sources to build is what they had available, and it makes sense. So Yeah, and uh, I mean, with that little bit, of, like my point is is that I, I'm looking at it from a few different standpoints, not only a wrestling fan standpoint, but like what this means for the business and like kind of a production standpoint, yeah. as you were saying. Um, Production-wise, I thought the, the show was really... Really good. I've heard that, I've heard that all around. I mean, there was a few botched camera shots. There was quite an ass shot of one of those Japanese wrestlers getting out of the <laughs> ring, I noticed. And they did not cut. Like, it was there, and I, it was it was somebody not pressing a button at the right time. Right. Sure. It wasn't right, right, them right, being perverted right. or anything. But, like, uh, there there was some shots that went on a little too long. The crane shots were fast as hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like you, Which is a different feel. That's I mean, something completely in. different. Like, uh, I think that's a good thing. I think it... Yeah. Uh, uh, i seen, like, you know, the set and everything like that, and the colors are very vibrant. I, like, I it was, looked very, very professional. Yeah, the, the yeah. I guess, tight, their Titantron or whatever you want to call yeah. it. That, that was impressive, okay. I thought. Um, looked very much like a WWE backdrop, you know what I mean? Right, which is... Um, which And everybody knows... Anybody who knows any sort of production, the WWE's production level is second to none. Yeah. I mean, it just absolutely is. The production for... The, the shows, the events that they have, and then for their video packages. I mean, which, again, which I'll watch some of those, which were very well done. I, I wouldn't um, say it was up to their level. Like, I think the, the like, video screens and walls and stuff mm-hmm, were, but, mm-hmm. like, I thought the weird little two tube entrance that they had, I don't know if you saw that, was kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. They, uh, to go back to the camera shots, they botched Cody's entrance. I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw yes, that. Yes, I did. I did watch that. Um, he came out the other side, and the camera was set up for the other yeah. side. Yeah. And uh, which I thought was funny. I mean, it just looked confusing altogether. Like yeah. it looked like they were confused for their shot, but it looked like the whole idea. Like you can understand why they got confused. Yeah, and even with all this, I un- I understand. I understand. You're right. Like it's their first show. They're working out the kinks, but right. for it being their first show and working out the kinks, it went tremendously well. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I think they would think so. Which too. I've I've purchased Ring of Honor pay per views in the past, and a lot of times you run into pr- production snags, and and it's one of those things where part of it wants to be understanding because they're you know. A lower level company, but at the same time, you are purchasing the product. Yeah, if you're purchasing it on pay per view, you you, you kind of go into it with the intention of like, I'm paying my hard earned money. You should have these kinks worked out. You should be able to deliver the product the way I want. You know, what, see it, hear it, etc. What were the numbers on the like? Not, I have not heard. I don't. Not. Know. I don't mean that. I meant like, well, how much did it cost to actually get the pay per view? And uh, I believe they was either fifty or sixty dollars. Really? I think it was, so it was like a normal price for a normal price pay per view from what they always it was, were. It was like a four hour <laughs> show. Uh, yeah. So I mean, that's it was worth it. I think. Okay. And okay. the production value. The wrestling standpoint, I thought the wrestling wasn't really any better than WWE. I mean, when it comes to uh, like the Young Bucks, they have a whole different style. They sure you do. won't see. There. They sure do. Yeah. And uh, you commented before that they don't quite sell, which I would agree with. They don't. They're they do their shit. They get up. They do more shit. Yeah. They, which I think. Definitely hurts the quality of their matches. I, I think so too. And if you've never seen a Young Bucks match before, <clears throat> and this was your first time tuning in, seeing the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers, if you've never seen it before, you were absolutely in for a treat. Yeah. Because I mean, it was an incredible athletic spectacle. It, it always is. They don't botch moves. 
They really don't. Yeah. But if you've seen a Young Bucks match before, then you didn't see anything special because they've been doing the same shtick for a long time. And it's a successful shtick. They've sold way more t-shirts than I have, I'll tell you that. Yeah. You know, they, they've got traveled the country doing their shtick. My question is, will it sustain? I don't know. Now that they will potentially be on TV every week and trying to sell pay-per-views to the same, to what will roughly be the same audience to America. Hmm. I don't know. That's that's the thing. I was I watched the match and it was what it was. Was I entertained? Of course I was. Do I think it was a great match? Not really. You know, like I I, I wouldn't put together as a great match. <clears throat> I didn't. I, I, we were going to go into the card little by little, but I figured we'd stop on the Young Bucks. With that match, I didn't care who won or lost. Nobody oh, yeah. nobody yeah. felt like a heel or a babyface to me. Um, you know, did they hit a whole bunch of cool moves? They absolutely did. But each move was just a setup to another move. You never. Built that like, oh, I want this guy to come back from behind, or oh, I really want these guys to get put in their place. No, it's just what's the next cool move going to be. And I think that's an issue with the whole show, aside from the last two matches. Okay, the last two gotcha. matches did have build up. Right, the Kenny Omega Jericho match had built up for years at that point. Like, sure, that shit had, had been an ongoing story, absolutely, like, amongst different promotions. Yeah, the Dusty and Cody thing was something that was built up. The 33 years of Cody's life, sure. essentially, and storyline prior in WWE. Yeah. Right? Yes, there was. Yeah, it was. So it wasn't great. You had something there. Other than yeah. that, the rest of the show, you really had no storyline at all. It felt like filler. It, it felt like filler, which I don't think you should be providing filler on your first show. You're right. I don't think that's a great idea. I don't you're know. right. I I think four hours sh- might be too much. They should have built up. Maybe maybe I missed something online, you know, mm-hmm. and they did build those up a little bit more. And I'm I'm talking out my ass right now. <laughs> I don't but, think so. But I think the show, aside from the last two matches, the show really lacked in, yeah, investment. Well, they had a battle royal to open to open the whole show. It must be on the pre-show, and you know they actually had a kid who was a double amputee, which bless his heart, <laughs> guy with no legs I out there. I saw that. I saw that. But. There's just no two areas around it. That is a gimmick. That is a total fucking gimmick. Dude. Oh, yeah. It's a freak show to look no at doubt. our guy with no legs. That's all it is. That's not even a terrible thing. Wrestling is kind of built like a circus. But your first show, I feel like everybody who bought it, everybody who was there, they bought it because they want they, they were in a different era of wrestling where they wanted to be, the fans want to be a part of something. They, you know, this is coming from the ground up from selling Bullet Club t-shirts is really, what you know what I mean? Like, so the fans feel like they're part of it. They want to be a part of it. So the people who are going to support it would have probably bought it no matter what, right? Yeah. But they probably had some friends over that would be like, you know, like, hey, this is, this is going to be new wrestling. This isn't what you know. Let's check something out. And then the very first thing you have, the very first guys in that match, there's a guy with no legs. Yeah. And it's like, you know... <laughs> No, I get what you're Bless saying. Bless his I don't want to sit there and shit on a guy with no legs, go out there and doing what he loves to do. But at the same time, how do you take this seriously? Which, by the way, MJF, who's just fucking incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Just fucking incredible. First thing he does in that battle row, runs and stomps the shit out of the guy really? in the corner. <laughs> Such a heel move. Why Why not? Why wouldn't it's, he? That's exactly what a dickhead would do. And, and MJF is incredible. Um, but that battle royal had all sorts of... I mean, there's a guy who had his face painted yellow and he would have looked bad on one of my indie shows. Mm. Like, it just... it. it uh, there's just no reason why that guy would be on a product that you're paying for. Yeah. And, and so, the, you know, that's... The battle royal was not good. It was not good at all. It was full of gimmicks, full of 
weird shit. Um, MJF's fantastic. And they had like Tommy Dreamer. They had Glacier. They had Billy Gunn in there. They had the MJF highlight. doing a great spot with Glacier in there. Even even Jeff, when they showed the highlight, because he wanted to see like the last two match, or mm-hmm. at least the Dusty and Cody match, right? Or Dustin Cody match. And uh, when they showed the highlights, he's like, "Was that fucking Glacier?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." I mean, you know, it's it's fine. <laughs> is that, that the, but is but it, but is that also the first? Step the first foot forward that you want to take as a brand new promotion. Yeah. We got fucking Glacier. Like that's not, it's, you know. How old is Glacier now? He's gonna be like in his mid fifties. I'm sure. Yeah, fifty year old guy still thinks he's fucking sub zero. Yeah, I mean that's you know, and that's kind of where I got it. And we talked about this yesterday. You know what we were gonna be talking about, and I was just fired up about it because I was really sick of seeing just everybody just just hemming and hawing about how great this show was. I don't think it was. It, and it's it and it's okay perfect. if it's not because it's your first show. But again, 4 hours is a little much. Having a battle royal with a bunch of weird gimmicks in there is probably not a good idea. Having an announcer with a mask on is probably not a great no, idea. No, nobody not only that, I didn't even know who the fuck the other two guys were. Well, yeah, well with JR and I guess the one guy is Alex Marvez who is a columnist, he's a sports columnist Excalibur. Yeah, I heard more about him later. Yeah, Excalibur later, is an indie wrestler out in LA time. that was never a big star. Now, that being said, he wasn't even a bad announcer. I thought Excalibur actually did a pretty good job. But like, you know what I'm thinking of when they show Jim Ross in fucking with a cowboy hat and Excalibur with a mask and this straight laced white bread guy who's not good at all. Staring straight into the camera, not saying anything. I, completely it, dead. If there was a Saturday Night Live skit about pro wrestling, wouldn't that be it? That guy would be him. They, they would all be, be it. In it. You'd yeah. have the the big caricature of wrestling and I, and yeah. then you'd have some goof in a mask, and you'd <laughs> yeah. have some guy who has you know, the straight guy who has no idea what he's doing. I mean, that's right out of a comedy show skit about a mock, you know, that would mock pro wrestling. Not only that, but the guy in the mask, you, you can't tell where he's looking, but both him and JR are constantly looking downward. And then the other guy, the guy I didn't really yeah. know at all, is looking straight at the kid. Almost like like he just wandered into the. And they're just like, it, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. It was not well put together. I mean, the. The announcing crew needs some tweaking, which there, yeah, that was they were, which again, not up to par. It's your first show, but I don't know. I would figure I would have all of my ducks in a row ready for that first show. I would guys have chemistry together. I would tell them to know where the fuck to look at the cameras before we go live on pay per view. Yeah, in front of millions, like that's just something I would assume you would have worked out. I I like. On Jam Up, I gave it a 4.5, and I think that's that's appropriate. Out of 5 or out of 10? Out of 5. Yeah, I know you're laughing, and I, <laughs> you, you didn't let me finish. I was going to say five out of 10 is a little harsh. You didn't let me finish that. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't give it quite a 4.5 watching it again. Okay. Uh, I would, I'd still give it a 4, and I'd explain myself with an explanation. Okay. Um. The show was not perfect by any means, but it was, I thought, for what it was, as fast as they put it together, mm-hmm. really, uh, it it was pretty well done. Yeah, there was some, they failed when it came to investment, when it came to storylines and shit aside from the last two matches, but those were just kind of built in for them. That, that's true. Um, I mean, Which is fine for their first show. For if what, you're, if for you're what gonna, they yeah. could do with it? I'd give it a four. Okay. You know what I mean? Out of okay. five. Uh, and that's me judging it from a few different standpoints. Uh, I The thing that 
made me give it a 4.5 right off the rip and made me have that like oh shit this was fucking awesome feeling after that kind of feeling like when you realize a movie actually sucked later you know what I mean it wasn't as good as you thought it when was you, when, when we start breaking it down yeah. and now if you're watching it live and you got your real raw emotion on how you're feeling about it then you can go back and be like well but you know that actually wasn't greater and that wasn't as good as when I the, remember when the, when, when the adrenaline came yeah, out yeah, 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 the yeah, hype yeah. has died yeah. uh, that's kind of how I look at it now And but the thing that still remains after all that is and the most exciting thing about it all are the implications of it all like the potential it has and not only the potential it has but the potential that lies there because of that potential it has and I think ending the, the show the way they did with Moxley you know who's really fresh off a of team I mean it was no secret at all that he was gone from WWE and it was no secret that he was likely to show up but that I mean I watched that just today his running man he looked fired up yeah he looked excited to be there hearing he him looked, on Jericho he sounded extremely he sounded extremely excited. fired up and excited to be there um, so that like, like you said there's the there's the ramifications that is exciting I agree with you for once I'm like fucking fanboying out a little for fucking Dean Ambrose. For Dean Ambrose, you know who, who I mean? we just, I mean, we just saw every week. Who I used you to just, talk shit about. We just saw him every week and didn't inspire you at all because he wasn't inspired as <laughs> he, if you were to hear yep. Jericho. So now you got a guy who, you know, was not never really knock on his talent and, and he's fired up to be there. Well, that would make you fired up to watch him be there. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, I'm with you on that. That's what I love most of it. That's why I'm so on their side because like, even if, even if they're mildly successful, they did something like they're, listen to all the rumors about WWE right now in the locker room and shit. Lou Carper wants to fucking leave. They're extending his contract purely yeah, to keep correct. him there. Correct. Like I, and that's just one thing. There's, I mean, there's a new thing every fucking day. There is. Up. And that is, you're absolutely right. The ramifications so it's of causing this, this is happening because I mean, Sami Zayn said it on raw. I don't know if you heard about I, that. I think that was planned. That, well, what I heard was, is that it was planned. And then Vince said, fuck that. No. And then Sammy didn't get the memo. Apparently. Right. And Sammy might be one of those guys who hasn't been used great since he's been up there and might not really care might, about the ramifications. Exactly. But they, he probably knew for all we know that yeah. he knew, Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Right. And he said it fucking anyway because what's the worst gonna happen they're gonna fire me yeah AEW will sign me in a heartbeat yeah and they will and WWE has been doing that they have been signing it up they've been just gobbling up indie talent just mm-hmm. getting anybody who's anybody out there to have them under their umbrella now if you were to use you know if they were to use that appropriately because we talked about this last week we were shitting on the product it is not a knock on the roster the roster is incredible yeah especially if you include NXT oh. but I mean the, the roster is incredible yeah and they're just not figuring it out. So I completely agree with you. The best thing about AEW, the best, really what would make me the happiest is that the boys have someplace else to go. Yeah. That's why, w, amongst other things, but it's why WWF and WCW were so good in the 90s because they were striving their hardest to beat each other. And the wrestlers, you know, they knew they had a little bit more leverage. Like, I mean, Chris Jericho was a guy, which is funny, talking about him all these years later. He was a guy that... Took less money to go to the WWF because he felt the opportunity for his star would be bigger there. Mm. But he knew he could walk away from guaranteed money because there was someplace else. There was another shot. Guys, nowadays you're in the WWE, and I mean, I've seen a a chart of some sort where they listed all the people that are under roster that are on Raw or SmackDown that haven't even been on TV Mm. since WrestleMania. Ryder and Hawkins, who are their tag team champions, have hardly been on TV on a three-hour show because you got too much shit going on. So, you know... But you know what? In in their defense, I bet you Hawkins loves every second of it. 
I mean, you know, some of these guys, again, yeah, if you're getting paid... Well, hey, he's holding a title. He's holding yeah, yeah, a title yeah. this long after like a what a two year losing streak. Correct. He's but like, then, fuck it, don't but, put but us no, on but TV. If, but if you haven't watched for the last month, you wouldn't know he was a champion because that's, you can't even see it. That's true. I mean, they're they're pretty much saying fuck everybody on every show, and they're just having them on both shows. There's on both shows. Just there's get, there's like eight get, people get Roman on both fucking shows. It's, yep. it's uh, that's a whole other thing. Um, but yes, I am I am happy about that. I'm happy that there's an option. I'm happy that there's an option, and there's a see. We talk about Ambrose, a guy who we really haven't given a hoot about for some time in the WF, coming over there. Now it's the same guy, mm. but now we care about him because it looks like he cares. He he cares, and you you know there's potential for him to actually do something interesting as opposed to he was just doing the same shit all the fucking time. Correct. Before, and for the same exact reason we thought he was, apparently, according to Talk is Jericho. According to Talk is Jericho, yeah, he was just completely... Unmotivated, the creative process over there Which, is awful. And everything that he said, it's nothing that we could have known because we're not there. But it is, as he's saying all of that, it's nothing I, I would. I doubt. pictured myself there in his shoes, going like, "Oh, that, that's exactly what it sounds like." Yeah, and I, I mean, other superstars, you know, in quotations for the audio listeners, uh, are backing him up too. Yeah, if oh, I mean, just we'll go because we we've just been alluding to it. If anybody you know is interested, go listen to the Talk Is Jericho episode with John yeah. Moxley, uh, Dean Ambrose that he explains his departure, explains how you know what he was feeling, and just really gives you a great behind the scenes look of just every week on what you see on Raw and what goes you know what goes into it. And uh, by all means, I mean I don't think any of us will sit here and tell you that he was doing a whole bunch of great stuff at the end because <laughs> no. um, he wasn't now, and, and he knows it. And it really was a really good in depth look as to how those things transpire and how it can just drive you nuts. You're a professional if you're an artist and you can't do your art at all the way that you want to do it. Yeah, yeah, man, that would drive you nuts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially knowing now that like they're not. They don't have any stability there, security. Like they are independent contractors. Always have like, them. Knowing, knowing that, like, so, they don't have any sort of creative freedom either. Nope, they got nothing. They got guaranteed money. That's which is basically what they could hold on to the guaranteed money. Where you can go, you know, if they weren't there, but it was to go to the Indies, or you know, I mean, it's not. See, that's the thing. It's not like just any of those guys can just go to New Japan. Because New Japan's not necessarily going to want every one of those guys. Yeah, and yeah. Ring of Honor's not necessarily going to want all of those guys. AEW's not necessarily going to want all of those guys. But if you are a guy, if you're a team like the Revival, that is the best fucking tag team on the planet, and you're not being utilized at all, and you know full well that if they showed up in AEW you know, to work the bucks, I'm in. Yeah, I want to see it. For sure. I didn't purchase the pay-per-view, and I didn't really go out of my way to watch it because it didn't offer me anything that I felt like I needed to see. Yeah. You give me the revival versus the young bucks, you have my money. I was actually talking to my okay. buddy right now. We were talking about you know Chris Jericho and his drawing ability. That you know he's the biggest mainstream name they have, so he'll draw him in. And we compared him to say if they brought in CM Punk, um, you know who is the bigger draw, etc. It's like well, do more people maybe know who Chris Jericho is? Yes. And what his comment was that. Well, anybody who was buying this would have probably bought it with or without Punk. And I said, absolutely not. That's not true. Because I didn't buy it. Yeah. You see, and Punk's going to be on there, I'm going to buy it. bought it, yeah. I'm going to buy it. So there's one. You know what I, I mean? mean? There, there's people that wouldn't have bought that any UFC pay-per-view that CM Punk was on that were wrestling fans. Sure. You know I mean, like yeah, there's people exactly. who would not have bought a UFC pay-per-view. Because... Did not see CM Punk. Yeah. And they put him on 
unloaded shows, I think, with that intention that they're going to get some new fans I mean, and let's yeah, exactly. let's let's get them here with him and let's keep him here with everybody else. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's yep. that's smart. That's what we that's what the indies do when you bring a name. And that's what we do with you know. Ronda Rousey at sure. WrestleMania yeah. or something like back before she was yeah. actually on the roster yep. And yep. Shit. or but, Shaq taking on Big Show. Oh, or, yeah, I was going to say Big Show with with, or Mayweather. with uh, Mayweather yeah. and just any celebrity usage. They, you know, they would get that cross promotion. They would get mentioned on Entertainment Tonight or whatever the fuck it was. ESPN when WCW had Rodman and Karl Malone yep. that got him on ESPN. And if you got some casual sports fans to come over. You were going to be blown away by how great they were of wrestlers, but you might have got blown away with you know Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero, yeah. and you want to stick with it now. So all of this makes you know all of that made sense, but this is where Jared's going to just shit on it because here we go. Get ready, people. Because you Should were I turn the mic down. No, I'm okay. not going to. Yeah, <laughs> you were excited about Jericho and Omega. I didn't care, and I and I loved their match, the first match in New Japan. I thought it was a very good match. I really, really did. I I thought the table stuff was weird. I seen the other. They did a couple different table spots. He flipped over onto the table, and then later on they he just back dropped him out. Well, Jericho just kind of held it there for a little bit, and then sold like a yeah wrist injury, which he might have legitimately fucked his wrist. That looked like it could have fucked up because it I fell think right it, on his arm. Yeah, right? but I think he was maybe just selling that because that's about all Omega but they, grazed. They use those weird like foreign those weird tables. Japanese tables, a little like the little which kids they tables. Look, they look like they could hurt more. They look like they have more metal to them, mm-hmm. but the table part of them just look like just fake they just look like I just, it, weird i don't know i watched the, i wasn't able to catch the whole match yet it wasn't available um on youtube or anything and i i didn't have i didn't really dig too hard yeah but i watched the highlights and omega was omega and he's out there working hard I mean, I think his offense is great. I think he sells really well. I mean, his knees are just those knees that he throws the V trigger knees are incredible, yeah. and they look like all killer. Um, you know, Jericho didn't really look like he even wanted to be there. Jericho, yeah, Jericho looked a little. I mean, physically, he didn't look as good as he has. No, he's he a forty-eight. Year, he's a forty-eight-year-old man. That's one thing. Yeah. But did he look? You know, Omega looked like he was really selling, really into it, really invested, and Jericho kind of looked like he was there because he knew he could be. Um, and again, and all the work that they showed on there, with the exception of one like DDT spot where they completely blew, I didn't look like any of the stuff was bad. Um, Jericho's stupid spinning back elbow for the finish. Yeah, that new movie's got his debut in there, or whatever. Judas, the, or Judas, the Judas elbow. elbow. I'm all about a strike finish, especially nowadays, because you can hit him on anybody. They can come out of nowhere. I like a good strike finish. The super kick was always over. Yeah, for even that even Jeff lights out. Hughes had some criticism about it. Uh, that was that wasn't great. So. That was your main event. That was the big selling point. Um, I, I'm, you know, I didn't, I didn't see the entire match. I'm sure it was very good. There's, you know, those are two guys that are great at what they do. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it wasn't, wasn't a selling point to get me in. We talked about the Young Bucks with the Lucha Brothers. I did watch that match in their entirety. And like I said before, if you've never seen a Young Bucks match, uh, it, you're in for a treat. I mean, and, they're they're incredible at what they do. And to get back, I mean, yeah, to get on that point, I I. I haven't seen a lot of Young Buck matches, so okay. like I, I'm kind of that's how I viewed it. You okay, know what I mean, so it's mostly fresh to you. I mean, you knew who they were, you knew kind of what they do, but that was yeah. a full match against another really good team. I mean, Lucha is Lucha style; it's fast paced. There's not meant to be a lot of selling. I, I like I like the Lucha Brothers. Like Pentagon's cool. I think he looks cool. It does look cool. Um, I like then, I liked him in the in the 
Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega match, match did, which I have not Jericho seen that. Came. Yeah, I've heard that was really good. Oh, you didn't see that? I've that not was seen good. that match. Yeah. Oh, and the reveal of Jericho was great, too. I, I remember, I did see that, actually, on clips. Jericho looked badass with, like, partial with makeup the, on the his skeletal face. Makeup he looked and all really that. cool. He should have kept doing yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but then this is going to get to where everybody... Now, granted, I didn't see it live. And by the time I seen it, I already knew what happened. I already knew the story of the match. I knew who won and do the post-match. But I watched Cody versus Dustin. Here we go. Okay. This is it, guys. Yeah, without the color, that is a two-star match. It's a middle-of-the-road match. I would I would agree. I think I think it would have benefited the match too if they cut a little bit of it, cut it a little shorter. It was too long. Yeah. Um, I mean, the yeah. only thing that added to me is I was then legitimately concerned for Dustin. Well, and that's good. He was losing so that's, much. And that's good. That's good. That's real life sympathy. And by all means, the crowd was completely into it. They were they, they were eating out of their hands. But you're right. It went a little too long. They blew quite a few spots, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah. Now, and that, again, though, you know, that's not the most important thing. It isn't. You blow a spot, and but the crowd's still into it, then really who fucking cares? But if you're going to sit there and, you know, which I'm, and I heard it got five stars from Dave Meltzer and fuck that. Did it really? Yeah, that is not a five star match. God, you cannot trust that motherfucker. No, that, is, that was not a five star match. He shits on great matches and then I'll give a match that I think it's pretty good, but not a five star match. The, the, the emotion was definitely there. And like you said, with Dustin's color, had you legitimately concerned, had you actually like really pulling for him, legitimately pulling for him to fight back and get, you know, get in the match, that's, that's great and that's telling a story. And that's what made it good. Without it, it was a mediocre match. I would agree. If if he hadn't have bled as even as much as he did, even if he just bled, yeah, it wouldn't have been as good as it was. I that, would agree with that. That being said, it was there. The, the blood was the story of the match. In reality, you don't see it very often. So they used it. They did it too. And then they used a lot of it. They even got a total like stone, bloody faced stone cold shot. There yeah, with Dustin. They, like, they the exact like almost a recreation. They utilized the blood. They made the most out of it, and they did a great job with it. That being said, now that that being said, Stone Cold and Bret Hart is on a completely different level of a, of a match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not so, trying to. So I'm not to it like well, that. Dave Meltzer did. He said it's a five star match, and if you're gonna go by his ratings, who is the wrestling journalist, where well, you're gonna say it's on par with. Bret Hart and Steve Austin. I mean, that's just ludicrous. I wouldn't agree with that. No, I mean, it, there wasn't it really is. There wasn't enough to it. Like it was. I love Gold Dust. I love Dustin Rhodes, right or Runnels, yeah, whatever. Um, always have. Even when he was weird, and I didn't get him when I was a kid. Yeah, I was like I still, you know, understood. I guess even though I didn't. And Cody's cool. I like Cody. He's. I haven't seen a lot. I got into it like right at the very end of Stardust and mm. right when he left again. You know right. what I mean? Right, uh, right. And I never saw him as Cody Rhodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, but, you didn't miss much. <laughs> you didn't miss much. But but yeah, I, I I feel like I know what you're about to say and I actually agree with you, but go ahead. It it was it was okay. It wasn't great. Uh, the thing it the thing that i like so much about it is you don't see shit like that anymore no I'll give you that you don't, you that you all don't see shit like that anymore. you don't see much like that anymore i think they knew that i think and they wanted to deliver that and they did a very good job of delivering that and and if you want a different product than wwe they did a good job of showing you something else different than WWE at at a very similar production value yeah okay and and that's what that's gonna be their best shot altogether is to give you an alternative 
don't don't try to be better. Try to be different. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, but I, I agree with what you're what you I think what you were saying is that if you compare that to Bret Hart and Steve Austin, these two guys are not Bret Hart and Steve Austin. No. Neither guy was on the level what Bret Hart was at that point, and Austin was coming up. But neither of those guys are ever in Steve. Nobody's at the level of Steve Austin, and these guys are on the level of Bret Hart. No, it's not even comparable. And I think that's what got to me the most was. These are two guys that were on our TV for a really long time. And Dustin Rhodes, and I've been on a show with Dustin, and he's an incredible guy, and he knows so much. And he and he, he might have been it might have been his best match. He looked great in that match. He was he looked awesome at fifty years old. I couldn't tell you another memorable gold dust match. You're right. And this is what I'm saying is that, but this is a guy that has been around for almost thirty years, and that might have been his best match. Great, that. That's not a top guy in a main event match, though. And Cody is not a fucking main event guy in the, in this in this main event match. So you got these two guys, and they're brothers, and but you got two mid card guys. Well, I mean, it wasn't necessary. I mean, yeah. in WWE, the second to last match might be a main event match, but to them, the last match is the main event. Matt Lesnar's main event, but they I got, think that they was got, just they got twenty minutes though. That was the closest thing they had to. A second to last match match. That was their I mean, it's it was a main event style profile match. You get twenty minutes, you're getting main event treatment. No, no, I, I get I get that aspect of it, but I'm saying like what else would you put there? Well, I I don't know. And it's an actual card placement. I don't know. I'm just saying that it was treated as one of the biggest attractions on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got the time for a big attraction on the show. And to have that, now the thing is, though, is that you got to have two characters that are really, really over, that Bret Hart and Steve Austin were, that have the match they did, that put that on a new level, because they were two characters that you absolutely cared about. You really cared who won or lost that match. No, no, I understand that, but AEW... That's that's what they had. For that's that what they at had. That point. Right. I'm saying, like, what else would they have other than that for that type of? They thing? they don't. But this is what I'm trying to say. Then that the roster isn't that great. Exactly. Because you're presenting these guys. You're presenting that to me. You're presenting it to me, the consumer, or anybody else as these are two of the top guys, Cody and Dustin, who you know from WWF. And you know them in the, as the mid card guys. Yeah. They they weren't. There wasn't two top stars. It wasn't Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho was a big star there. He was on top. Yeah. So you're presenting these two guys that were never bigger than mid card guys. And whether you think that they should have been or they shouldn't is is, is up so, to discussion. But they weren't. They're not two. They're not two top stars. That but, that's the way they were being presented to us. They're not a guy that should Kenny be smashing. Omega and Jericho are though. Well, Jer- Jericho AEW. Jericho definitely is to everybody because he's been on top for an American audience. Kenny Omega, not so much. So, but they're going to present him on his level because he should be that star, and he was the New Japan. He was a New Japan heavyweight champion, so he's a bigger star than Cody or Dustin is. But for AEW, they would be those two top stars to have that sort of yeah. match. Yeah. Okay. So do you think if Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho had that bloody match and Cody and Dustin didn't. If it they, would have been a five star match. It would have been closer to it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because they're more over. They're so just, I understand that. Yeah. I would agree that like okay maybe Kenny Omega and Jericho could have had that such brutal match. Right. And that would have been better because the but, characters are more important to you. Yeah, I agree with that one. I agree. But at this time, like with the talent they had, I I thought. I th- that's that's really all they could do with that, aside from maybe doing that. But I don't think it would have made as much. I will agree that was probably as brother brother. It thing. was probably as good as it could have been with who they are and what they had. Exactly, you're probably right. That's my point. I don't. I'm not going to disagree with that. With that, what they had, like those those. 
pretty much were their four top guys. Like with what it was, Not they did the best that. they could with it. And I think once more talent gets in there, especially after seeing that, that was a good selling point for new better talent to come in. Well, I hope really so. step up. There. I hope so because MJF needs to be a star. And yeah. they need to utilize him and sign him before the WWE comes and gets him because that guy's that guy's going to be a star. Um yeah, okay. We are we are on a similar page then. Yeah, I it was good. It was entertaining yeah, by all means, but was it was it a five-star match? No. Was it a match that's going to get them to compete with the WWE? Fuck no. no like no, no. let's just tone it down a little bit. And then my thing was is that I'm hearing that this is going to be the game-changing show and the very next week NXT Takeovers on and I'm like, "No, that was a motherfucking great show." And I I will tell you, I almost feel like the the, not to get on it so quick, but the Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano thing outside of the ring with the chairs was almost a dig at Jericho and Kenny. Because <laughs> they were doing it the exact same spot. They were doing similar thing. The only thing they did differently is the, the ref thing. Yeah. Were they involved but, uh, the ref? Yeah. They, they were almost like, dude, we could do that fucking better. And they did it better with a chair. Yeah. I yeah, <laughs> and I think they might have been doing even a Young Bucks thing where they were hitting back and forth super kicks on each other. And I thought like about that. that too. That's one thing about that match that I thought was like, are they <laughs> botching this? Because they, because at one point Adam Cole almost they like they go to do it to each other at the same time, and then they stop, and then Adam Cole almost tells them, "I'm gonna do it." That to me that looked like a botch. I think it was more of a anticipate to anticipate to anticipate, and then hit. Almost, you know, that was yeah. almost like a fake out. Yeah, fake okay. out. I think All that's right, the spot they were going for with those. That makes it better. But where he was looking mid aim low, but then faked it, went high. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. We it, that is going to be our segue as we get into go it. For but it. well, I just you know, so we go from. I do want to finish up. We talked about Double or Nothing, the show itself. I want to talk about All Elite Wrestling and what, again, we talked about, like, I, I want it to be the alternative. I want it to be the alternative for the boys. I really do. I want it to be where if a guy's being underutilized in WWE, he's not afraid to leave mm. because there is someplace else to go. So I want it to succeed. I, I think what turned me off the most was just how... It, we all, we all like, I, I called it this and I got you out of it. It's hipster wrestling. It's hipster wrestling because it's just, I mean, everybody wants to be different. Everybody wants to be a part of something. And you're very, and people are very, very quick when you have any legitimate criticisms about it to be like, oh, you just hate. No, you don't know. I mean, no, it's not necessarily that. That show wasn't perfect. It wasn't even great. It was good at best. There's a lot of filler. We talked about production misgas. We talked about, you know, I don't I don't think any match on there was as good as Gargano and Cole. I don't think any match on there was as good as Matt Riddle and Roderick Strong, which was the opener of NXT. But that's all okay. But don't call it the second coming yet. You got to slow down and let's figure out what can make this better. What, you know, what's going to be presentable on TV. Uh, a guy with no legs is not going to sell your fucking product. No, a guy with painted face yellow with a shitty indie looking gimmick is not going to help sell your product. Uh, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of stuff on there that needs to be improved. I hope it does. I would be a fan of it improving. Um, I did want to ask you this. And I th- Thought you might get more fired up than you are because I guess you're not as big on Cody as I thought you might have been. Fun fact. There's just, there's just a fun little tidbit. This might piss like a Jeff Hughes off out there. Okay. What is the difference between Cody Rhodes and Jeff Jarrett? That's not a setup for a joke. I'm asking you. Like, and I'm, I'm going to legitimately think then. Um. <laughs> All right. So, you, I mean, you got two guys who are basically mid-carters. They, 
they've been mid carters. They're established as guys that really weren't supposed to be at the top. Jeff Jarrett got to the top at WCW and then it died. Yeah. So they're two guys that are always in the middle of the card. Two guys that are fine wrestlers, not necessarily the best wrestlers. Two guys that were fine promos, completely different promos. And Jeff Jarrett was always you know, much more of a caricature, but that's just how it was back then. If you were to give them skills on a video game, I think they would be pretty even they, as, yeah, wrestling, as wrestling and, and as promos. Um, I'll tell you this. I do like Cody's look with the with the you know the jet white hair. I, I told he's in good shape, and he kind of looks like a comic book villain. I was I was gonna say he almost looks like an anime character. Yeah. walked out of the screen. Yeah, so I, I much like much like uh, Omega. Omega is very much an anime. Well, character. there you, and that's and that's you know Which particularly popular in 2019. So yeah. I would say Cody has a better look. But these are both guys that were really kind of established. That you know they had plenty of chances. They were on TV a lot. They pretty much established as middle of the road guys. Well, all of a sudden. You know, you get out of there, you just create your own company, and you say, nope, I'm a top guy. Yeah. That's no. that's how I kind of feel about it. And, man, I know that if some of my friends hear this, they're going to give me shit for even trying to compare Cody and Jeff Jarrett. I don't see that much of a difference. Uh, I think I think Cody has more going for him. I, I like Cody more than I ever liked <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. You know what I mean? Like, Cody sells it better, I think. Uh, and, and by all means, and my friend mentioned this too, he's like, well, Jeff Jarrett didn't really build it. He's, his dad basically created a company for him. Yeah, Cody as a businessman is a different level. Yeah. Not going to take anything away from him there. Yeah, um, for sure. But as far as what the, your actual talent is and what they're doing, what they're contributing to the wrestling business, I don't know. I think it's a fairly fair comparison. I really do. You got guys who are pretty good that just go out on their own and say, well, this this promotion, nah, I'm the best, <laughs> and yeah. it's like, well, your decade before of of your you know your your track record kind of says otherwise. No, I would I would agree with that. I would, and I would I would mostly agree with the the Jeff Jarrett Cody comparison when it comes to like wrestling ability and and star prior star yeah power yeah. Now, that's not to say, you know, that Cody might not prove us all wrong and end up just being the absolute top star of all time. Of course, it could happen. I don't personally he, see he it. He just hasn't proved it to us. He hasn't, he hasn't done it yet. So, it's not to say it can't happen. Anything can happen, but... And I want to I go on the record and say, at all times, when I'm, when I'm comparing AEW to WWE, I'm not including NXT in that. To me, NXT is on all a right. whole other level and than it WWE. Is. And it is. And that's actually something that I kind of wanted to talk about That's today. what I'm waiting for when Trips is like, when ha, it's like, hey, Vince. Just catch that ha, Triple H. All right. <laughs> that's what three H's sounds like. <laughs> but uh, my favorite wrestler. It's like, it's like exhaling after a certs. Yeah, it's like what he does after everything he says. Game. Maybe that's wow, it. Wow, maybe that is Maybe it. that's it. Maybe it's been right there under your nose all along. We're under his, saying his it's name. A, it's a big nose big to be nose, under if Big it's nose his. joke, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, where... Well, we're talking about I? NXT. We're saying that you're comparing AEW to WWE, but not yes. NXT. Yes, I'm waiting for the day where Trips is like, Vince, let me... let me. I got this. Go fuck with that XFL if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> or, you know, go relax. You know, the only way that the thing is, is that they would have to scale what WWE is down because that's why NXT works. Well, maybe that maybe AEW's an even better thing than we thought then. It help, could help be. slim down that roster. It could be because there's a lot of people that I think could definitely go. I th- I agree with that completely. Which would save them some dough. Give give the people who deserve that money the money. I mean, is is the business completely changing that a guy like a Braun Strowman isn't necessary anymore? 
I mean, he's he's necessary, but in the proper way. Because here's the thing. Adam Cole just won that made it. Spoiler alert, Adam Cole beat Johnny Gargano for the NXT Championship he did. in a fantastic match. I would, I Adam Cole was, was a great. fantastic heel. Adam Cole does not weigh that much more than you do. Okay? He, he is, no, I uh, think I could take him, honestly. <laughs> he is, he is, this, he is not a, I mean, it's not even not a big guy. He's a small guy. He's great at what he does. He is a great heel. He's a great wrestler. He's a great promo. He checks every single box. Going up against a babyface Braun Strowman, how in the fuck does Adam Cole win? And that's, you know what I mean? Like, now is the whole business. I feel the same way about a guy with no legs against anybody. I just shit all over a guy with no legs being out there against anybody. Yeah. Um, that's, that, that, that's actually what I was thinking going into this, that... NXT is awesome. NXT is a blast. NXT is a shitty farm system for the WWE because what works in NXT is not going to work no. on Raw or SmackDown or a pay-per-view. It's just not. Johnny Gargano, I will say it right here as God is my witness, Johnny Gargano is the best wrestler in the world today. Really? I'll say it right now. Who else has had more five-star matches like that? No, I agree. Not, I mean, I agree. Knockout, I mean, I think, knockout, 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 knockout. I think there's people who have... Who have? I think he has competition for sure, but I think a lot of those people who could be competition for him just don't get the opportunities to do it. That's what I was going to say: is that Johnny Gargano might be the best wrestler in the world today. And if Johnny Gargano is on Raw, is he on Raw full time right now? He's not going to succeed. Yeah, it's not. A, and he, no, he, and he might you, be the best actual wrestler in the world, and he will not succeed on Monday Night Raw because, like you said, doesn't get the opportunity. Johnny Gargano has gotten a chance to have half hour matches. He's given. 30 minutes to go out there and tell the story he needs to tell and put on the match he wants to put on and he's knocking them all out of the park he just deserves the opportunity yeah he's not gonna get that on Monday Night Raw he's not gonna get that on Smackdown he's not gonna get that on Backlash Money in the Bank SummerSlam mm. Unfortunately, you're right. AJ Styles doesn't get it. AJ Styles is an incredible wrestler. He's the first but, one that popped in. But he's mind. but he gets ten minutes on SmackDown or Raw, and he'll get fifteen on the pay per views. And AJ Styles, no, there's not been any AJ Styles match in the WWF so far that has been on a Gargano NXT level. I would agree with that. And he's had fucking phenomenal. He's, he's had some really good matches, but to say, but has he had a five star match? I can't think of one. Not you know, and it's not no. that he's not capable of it. He had a match with John Cena a couple years ago. Oh, it was incredible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do what you're talking about there. It's not that he's incapable of it. It's tough for me to say because I'm not a huge John Cena fan. I mean, you know, Seth Rollins gets put in a good position to go out there and put on great matches all the time. It's not what Gargano gets. It's not what Adam Cole just got. It's not even what, again, I really would like you to watch that Roderick Strong-Matt Riddle match. It was incredible. I I started to, but I had to start setting up, man. I only had so much time. I know. There was a four-team ladder match that was out of this world freaking good. I'll, I'll play it. I'll Watch yeah, the whole thing. You're, I just skipped to the end because you told me to watch that for this. Well, you needed to get something in there for. So <laughs> I've been trying to catch up on AEW. Yeah, to really. Do our all I'd have, all I would have to to compare to AEW recently would be like Raw and SmackDown, and, and that's that's we, no comparison. And if, and if you want to know how we feel about that, check out episode thirteen where Jared yells and threatens to kill somebody at there the end go. of the show. Um, <laughs> yes. No, it's not a good comparison. But my thing is, is that if people are looking for the alternative, it's really it's always been there. And in NXT, and that we know, and this is the other thing was we talked about. AEW gave you a four-hour show. You felt you got your money's worth with the main event stuff, but everything else was, you know, kind of there. But I mean, that's it's not necessarily bad. Well, not only that, you're not getting anything different with the WWE pay-per-view either. The, well, you're getting it for ten dollars a month. True, 
But I, I guess I meant quality of the show wise. Quality of the show wise, right? And that's the thing. I think we've overlooked the quality of the matches that WWE has given us because they were Seth Rollins and AJ Styles had a great match at Money in the Bank, but nobody's talking about it because we get it every month. Yeah, you may be a little spoiled yeah. by it. NXT, on the other hand, gives you this two two and a half hour really tight show, five matches, and they're usually all good at least. This one, they were all home runs. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. They were. It was a 10 out of 10 from Jared. That's that's a great thing about a smaller show. Is you don't overdo it. Which is maybe what AEW should have done. Maybe, you know. And you're, I yeah, mean, you they, got tried, this, they probably should have kept it to like a good like two and a half, three You got hours. this Battle Royal where they had a whole lot of crap and a lot of silliness. You had a tag team match with Angelico and Jack Evans versus Trent Beretta and that, Chuck Taylor. That looked like an indie match. It looked like an indie floor. match. That was and an indie and that, match. There was Botch City. And, by the, and, and listen, I mean, I'm on the indies. And that would have been a great match to have on the indies. But to have a, a pay-per-view match, a pay-per-view where you're paying a lot of money to see it. I don't think it had any place there. No, I, I, yeah, it definitely. You had the Japanese six women tag where you had Aja Kong, who was the only really notable name. These women who are good workers that are hard workers, but you don't know any of them. I I enjoyed the match, but I, yeah, I didn't know any. I was just trying to pick which girl I thought was the cutest. I mean, there wasn't one ticket sold for that. You had the other women's match where they brought back Awesome Kong. Didn't really use her. Put over Britt Baker, who's also a good women's wrestler. She looks good. Yeah. You know, there's there's a reason why I would understand that you might want her to be your star. I get that. And then they had their Bailey, who I I liked her. Yeah, but she was very much a Bailey. Very much Bailey. Uh, then Nala Rose is actually a trans, if you didn't know that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah no, and, no. and then uh, then Awesome Kong returning. But a complete waste of Awesome Kong. Kind of a complete waste of Nyla Rose, because you might be able to have a real, you know, we're not getting into that on our show and how you do or don't feel about that. But, yeah. but, but what, for what it is, it's definitely a story. To me, in wrestling, it doesn't really matter. I don't think it really matters either, but it would be a story. But they didn't really utilize that. They used it as a platform to put over Britt Baker. I put over Britt Baker too. She's a good worker. She's good looking. There's a lot to like about her. That's a, that's a star. Yeah, yeah. But why did you need to bring Awesome Kong back Britt, for that? Britt Baker is that the? But I, she came out. and I thought it was Emma. Oh no! Was no, it's not Emma. It's, no, no, I know that. Oh, okay, when okay, she okay, came yeah. out, like I was, I thought she was. If that's the one, I think it dark was. hair. She yeah, a lot dark hair. Like little, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay. Yeah, but well, so we're getting back to, to AEW. But what we're saying is that that was a lot of the first half of that show. You could skip it; it didn't matter. You're not going to want to skip anything on this NXT show. It was all just home runs. I believe that. Maybe that's I don't. That's what AEW should consider. Sometimes it's too much. Um, I understand you want to get young talent out there, but if you're kind of throwing them all out there in a clusterfuck, does it really help anybody? And if you're throwing out an, an indie style tag match with a lot of blown spots that doesn't help those talents and it doesn't help your show nxt is much more tightly ran it's much more tightly ran than the wrong smackdown which i think is why it's the easiest show to take in mm. and really the most enjoyable show most bang for your buck even ago again it's on the network for 10 bucks altogether that would be a show that i would just walk away satisfied with every single time yeah and i do every single time there's a takeover no i would, I would and any time i've watched nxt i've never been disappointed really I mean maybe other than an outcome you know well I mean sure I mean Shayna Baszler right now is just an absolute she might be the best heel in wrestling I mean she's really she really might be she is that sort of heat where you want uh, somebody to beat her just beat her just knock her off her perch and it's not happening that they're doing shit right they're doing shit right down there see I, mean, I, I say this all the time I'm like well maybe I should get back in NXT and I never do but like 
I, and I think the reason I never do is because of how often the roster changes. But lately, it's kind of been staying the same. They've been holding similar, and you're, you're right. And the thing is, though, is they always retool. And they always, I mean, you would you would think, like, how are you going to replace Finn Balor and Kevin Steen and Kevin Owens? And they do. They, yeah, but at yeah. the same time, like, I still want to see those people. And then I, st- I get to see them on the main roster, but I don't get to see them in that version. Well, and something interesting is that maybe they're going to start going back because one of the main matches was Velveteen Dream versus Tyler, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, I saw that. that. kind of came went back down. But then, I mean, Tyler Breeze comes out on SmackDown. It's like, uh, here's Tyler Breeze going to get beaten in two minutes. Tyler Breeze exactly. comes out in NXT. You're like, oh, like, shit, oh, here sure. we go. Yeah, maybe Tyler and it's, Breeze. It's a whole different, you know, it's a whole new coat of paint on him. Like, it's I was like, about to say, is it the same gimmick? Same like, gimmick, doing the supermodel gimmick. I mean, a little bit more just, truer to his NXT roots. Not so can. outlandish and goofy. No, he turned down the goofiness. He turned Good. down the goofiness for it. And it That's was what a, I didn't like about it. And him. it was a great match. Other than that, I liked him, yeah. Well, cool. and he, he cool. built his name in NXT it. and was really like a hot prospect. But then, if they don't let you fully invest in the gimmick on the on the main roster, you're kind of screwed. Which makes me concerned about Velveteen Dream because he's an incredible gimmick down there. Yeah. And if, and if they tone that down at all, it's not going to be the same. You're right. You're right. And that's what it goes back to what I was saying: is NXT is a great show, and I think it's kind of very does a very poor job of being a farm club for the WWE because. It's not the same. It's just not. It's not the same platform. It's not the same style of show. Yeah. And yeah. I, and that's unfortunate. Don't believe us. Just type in Viking Raiders. <laughs> the, or, or the Viking Experience. Viking Experience. Viking Raiders is better than Viking Experience, but I think it's stupid. War Raiders was slick. They, I they like probably that. don't want to have war. And Same reason did. why they got rid of Raw is war. When I mean, that was right when... The trouble in the Middle East was happening, and that's not really, you know, no, I, I as mean, prominent I or anything. I get it, but I mean, dude, anybody with a brain would understand. You know what I mean? Like, anybody that could, like... The Viking experience sounds like a fucking kid's cartoon show. The War Raiders sounds like what they are, these two big, bearded, bad motherfuckers yeah. that are coming to kill you. And they haven't been on TV since they debuted. No, they haven't. So let's bring them up and do nothing them. with them. I... I think that yes. fucked them, dude. Maybe they're just retooling them again. I don't know, but I mean, how much goddamn sense does that make? You bring them up, you give them a put. You know, they get the win. They they look strong, and then they're. I think they beat up the Lucha House Party a couple times, and that's it. Yeah. They're just you know. They did. They, well, they've recently had them pop up again. Actually, just last Tuesday, I think. But like another one they brought up and then did didn't do shit with was Heavy Machinery. No, nothing. And I liked them too. They were like an old school. I, did, I didn't think they were ready. You yeah. know, I thought they they could have had more time, more seasoning, a bit of a run in NXT. Yeah. So, but but you know, if they're bringing them up, okay, then let's see what they could do. Nothing. What, what's that dude? Is his name Otis? Otis. Yeah. I fucking love that guy. I, I mean, and that's he. he <laughs> I just a, like his personality. He has a unique look and personality, and their whole thing is a little bit different. Mm. Well, then utilize it, run with it. But yeah. you just bring them up, and you bury them. It's like I swear to God, it's like a, it's like the rich kid at school with all the coolest fucking toys, and you go, how do you not play with that? That is that is the fuck. Coolest, how do you yeah. not play with that? Because you don't need to, because you still, you know, you got Roman Reigns, he's the fucking the best matchbox car in the set. I don't know, I don't know the comparison I'm going with, but yeah, it's it's that's the that's the Buzz Lightyear, and you're always gonna fucking play with it, yeah. even though you got all this other stuff that you could be doing and you have it, and you're just not. That's, when you got it all, it's hard to appreciate most of it, you know what I mean? I, it really is, and that's what I'm saying. 
You're right. Look up the Viking experience of Viking Raiders. Look at how just incredible they were in their NXT run. And then they get. I and mean, then look it, up their, their it, main it, roster debut. And it, it was immediate. Yeah. I mean, not only that, but like, who were they trying to kid? Who the fuck did that? Did they think that we were just going to be like, oh, okay, or just not notice or something? Well, then there's the thing that there is still a decent bit of people that only watch Raw and SmackDown on cable and don't have the network. There really is. There is some people that really don't know who the people from NXT are. Like, you know, back when, you know, the Shield, no, I, the I Shield and the that. Wyatts came up, you had to kind of be on the end to know who they were. That's why they had a lot of stuff telling you who they were, these people are because it wasn't right there in front of you. Now you have the network, so you... But the thing is, there's there's way more people that do watch Raw and SmackDown that than that subscribe that, to the network. But even even then, even and I could be wrong, I could be biased because I already fucking I already know them from NXT. Mm-hmm. I did know them prior. That's why it was so ridiculous to me. But if I hadn't, I would still look at like the Viking experience. Come on, you could do fucking better than that. <laughs> yeah. And, it's but, not... Okay. Another thing I don't understand: why change their actual names? It doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, you know, like, there's nothing wrong with those. Vince always tries to change names, and Rowan Hansen were Rowan Hansen on the Indies and the New Japan before they got over this. So Vince, Vince always likes to kind of have. Well, not always. It actually is just kind of random, but usually he does. He likes to have his fingerprints on your names on in you know your brand. That way, if you are not with him anymore, you can't profit off of it. I, I know. I, yeah, you're right, and he has he's done that a lot. Right, but, but that being said, they could have changed their names in NXT, give them the new characters, try some stuff out down there. That's what it's supposed to be there for, right? Yeah, like if you didn't like it then, you should have changed it then. Tyler Breeze was just Mike Dalton, who was just another guy, a Canadian wrestler. Yeah, he wasn't always <laughs> no, Tyler Breeze there. He was, about, he was about to get cut, and they, you know, were like, they, they gave him one last shot with this kind of extreme character and it got over it worked mm. and that's fine it's that's the it's developmental it's what you're there to develop yeah there's nothing wrong with that but it, it doesn't make any sense to be successful down there and then bring you it. up because we're ready for it and then change everything i i yeah i don't see the logic in that yeah i really yeah. don't it's like man paprika really brings this dish together we should take it out just take it out yeah. or change or change it with fucking sugar <laughs> yeah you know like let's just see how it works now <laughs> Uh, it, no, it'll taste the same. It'll, it'll be fine. No, I mean, it, it might, and uh, you know, let's be devil's advocate. Might make it better. Maybe a little tinker might make it better, but yeah. not usually. And, I, I mean, and I'm trying to think of an example. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Is a fucking saying for a reason, though. You yeah. Know? No, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. And and there's the the success rate from guys coming up to NXT. Uh, especially since the TV show and the network have been around, mm. it's pretty low. I mean, it, it really is. Owens and, has been pretty successful. Finn Balor has had a lot of success. Uh, you know, Unfo- yeah. Unfortunately, not Nakamura. Nakamura. They, not Nakamura. they tried and he, they just fizzled him out. Just didn't really happen. Um, Joe is, is Samoa Joe. And I mean, his name was more established outside of NXT anyway. Joe so deserves it too. Yeah, um, but I mean, the, you know, the guys that you know, the Tyler Breezes that came up. Uh, I'm trying to think of other examples right now. There, there's a lot of guys that just. They, I mean, the the vaude villains was English and Simon Gotch. What did they do with them? You know, not yeah. nothing really. Simon uh, Gotch kind of fucked himself. American up. Alpha was Jordan and Gable, and now Jordan, of course, got hurt. Jason Jordan got hurt, but Chad they Gable. Made, they made me fucking hate those two. They made me hate them on the main roster. Yeah, and they were incredible in NXT. Yeah, I liked them as American they were Alpha. Can't, they were can't miss guys when they were there. They broke them up. Jordan became 
Kurt Angle's Kurt son, son, and then because he likes his brown an sugar. Annoying little heel. I mean, Bobby Roode hasn't done much. That was their champion down there. He hasn't done much. They changed his name to Robert Roode. Well, he's got the porn star stash, which I kind of like. I uh, like that. And I, uh, I liked that he was going with it, but I don't think it's going to get over. Um, Women-wise, is a different story. The women have done better, but the women were just way more talented. I mean, it just they just were. When you got the you know your four horsewomen, of course. Uh, and then Asuka on top of that. The women were just way more talented. So the women have the success story coming up through there. The women are mostly what's are the mostly what's keeping me watching, dude. Is it what keeping me watching on the main roster? Yeah. Mostly, and I yeah, think and yeah. I think they're they're just that good that their talent is keeping you um is keeping you hooked in spite of what the product's actually presenting you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I think they're that good that they're just keeping you hooked anyway. I mean, they read my mind with adding Lacey to the mix, dude. They read my mind. We had over this before. I disagree. I love her. I don't think she's ready. Oh, she's probably not ready, but I love her. Um, With the exception (laughs) of... I love Becky, too. With the exception of Dana Brooke, who really shouldn't be in any ring in in NXT, WWE, or what have you. Uh, Not a Dana Brooke guy. (laughs) No. She's not great. She's not great. She ain't great to look at, either. I don't... I disagree. She's not. I mean, she's not my favorite, but Ugh. I'd give her a shot at the title. <laughs> All right. Well, Dana Brooke, when inevitably you get released because you have no talent, look up William Mark Thomas, who uh, look me up. Uh, yeah, who will treat, treat? Yeah, set up an indie fed just for you. Hey, know. if it worked for Cody Rhodes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, I want to let's let's talk about one more thing before we close up today. Because right. you know, I, I mentioned like I don't think you know we go back to the AEW, and I don't think that the WWE missed the boat with Cody. Like a lot of people think so. Like they think because he, he's portrayed himself as a top star, where it's like WWE had him and they just misused him the whole time. I, you know, Stardust was kind of stupid. I'm not saying that they gave him. And Cody worked hard with everything he had, but I'm still thinking, like, that's a guy, like, I don't think he really was misused. I think he's as good as what he is, and he's just telling you he's a bigger star now. So I don't think they missed the boat on him. I don't think they missed the boat on Dustin. They gave him the, the gold dust gimmick, which was huge at the time. Um, him as Dustin Rhodes itself was always kind of vanilla. There just wasn't a lot there. Good wrestler. But, you know, mid-card, maybe upper mid-card guy. I don't, I don't think those are two guys that... WWF, man, they just missed the boat on these guys. They should have been huge stars. They're going to be huge stars, and WWE fucked up. But I want to talk about that with you. Do you have anybody on your mind that you thought, like, man, if this guy would have got the run, he could have been a big star? Or I guess even on a lesser scale, like a guy that you really wanted to see get that big run. Anybody who they really missed the boat on? Um, Okay. The the guy I I always feel like could have gone a lot farther. Is X Pac my my close personal friend? <laughs> I love X Pac. I've always loved X. I love X Pac to this day. I even watch his podcast. Do you love him so much time. to to have his his ass and balls ground on your chest with a Bronco Buster? You you do. Apparently, apparently I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, sure, I'll say yes. Um, but very at, very at the, light. At the same time, no I don't. At all. I I don't picture him. As the you, world champ, you could see. I mean, it's a guy that you would have liked to have seen it. Yeah, I would. I would have been happy for him, and I would have rooted for him. But right. if you, they would have gave him that, but do I, you think his thing was just size that was detrimental to him? I think. Now, that, now what if X Pac was in his prime today, with the way that the game has changed? Today, yeah, I think he, he, he should have been a world think, champion. Uh, yeah, I mean, with people like 
Rey Mysterio, AJ Styles, fucking Finn Balor. Yeah. I mean, I could see Seth Finn Rollins, Ballard everybody. It'd be right. and a, and X Pac having a great match. How good could all those matches be? Yeah, in this prime. I mean, isn't that something? So you think timing got? I mean, now here's the thing: there's never been like that X Pac promo that's been the the money promo either. No, it's, it's never been his strongest suit. He would tell you that too. You're right, but I think X Pac was so genuine. Like X Pac to me is Sean Waltman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think really I. That's all I need. I just need X Pac to be X Pac, and, and I'll he buy was it. in '98. You know, as part of DX, and kind of always playing the underdog in that. He was over, man. Like yeah. he was, yeah, as like one, two, three kid and shit. You well, no, 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 I'm no, saying as, as, as X Pac, one, one, two, three kid. He was over too, and in a six in WCW, he was really that, and he was great at doing both characters, just being I a plucky one, two, underdog babyface. But also that little shithead that you wanted to smack the shit out of, which is what <laughs> yeah. he was at six. Yeah. Did a great job at both. I mean, I you know I, I actually agree exactly with what you said um, as being a fan of his, and even going back and really appreciating his in ring work. And really, you think about the the ground that he broke for a lot of the smaller guys, because there wasn't guys like him back then. OG high flyer too. I mean, one of the OGs. And uh, by the way, his spin kicks are legit. He was telling the guys in the match that oh, get your hands up, man, because they're coming. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching it firsthand. Like he can still whip those spin kicks. I don't those are it, legit. Um, I would have thought so too. It would have been interesting to see, like you know, with uh, heel corporate rock back in that era against that you know X Pac. I've ever seen those matches, and like, man, if X Pac would have got that win, that one, two, three, like it would have been. Even, I don't know, you know, I don't think he would have sustained or had a long run as a champ. Even even in like uh, like the early two thousand, like late two thousand, like or like early, well, not early two thousand tens, but like. Early and late 2000s, probably. Even in the 2000s, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, against, like, a Jeff Hardy. Yeah. When he was, like, holding titles yeah. and shit. Like, that would be that would have been a decent time. If he would have, like... Maybe now, if he wasn't so into, like, the drugs. I was going to say, his own personal like issues... if he would have took care of himself. Got in the way, and that's him. But, but if you talk about X-Pac in his prime... You know, and I mean, there just wasn't any room at the top at that era, though. The two that's another bad part, bad yeah, timing. I mean, he had, yeah. a, he had they, Rock and Austin with Undertaker right there. That with, was the peak, yeah. That was the peak of WWE, it was. And he was right there, and he was a big part of it, and he was great there. So, timing as far as you know, the guys' the size in wrestling now, and also timing just how loaded the roster was, yeah, probably didn't work out in his favor. And, and X. Ex- X Park, he was kind of always a, like a not not a yes man, but like kind of a like like I'm gonna help build you up. Oh yeah, I'm they help build you up. They've bro. they've said it like in Jericho's book where he mentioned like you you put a guy with X Pac on the road because he was always gonna make you better. Yep. And Jericho, of course, was good, but he wasn't really familiar with the WF style at that point. You know, he didn't uh, like if you go back and watch the stuff even in WCW, he didn't sell a whole lot. Like he it was just the way he came up. Where getting the WWF, like you had to kind of refine your style, and they put him on the road with X Pac because, like, this is where you're going to have a good match. That's awesome. Everybody, that's a good a, guy to be. Everybody that's had a good, a good guy match with X Pac. Oh, absolutely. Man, I fucking love you, X Pac. If you ever hear this, man. I was. Uh, it was. It was an honor to share the ring with him, and even in that match, and just talking to him about our match, I learned a lot. Yeah. I learned a lot, and just that talking and sharing the ring with him for a few minutes, like, absolutely knows his stuff. Uh, takes a little while to get from his brain to his mouth because he smokes a lot of weed. Yeah, I watched but, his podcast. But he absolutely knows his shit, and uh, it was it was an honor sharing the ring with him. So that's a that's a cool choice. Yeah, I had thought about that. You know, 
Again, it goes back to the Cody thing where a lot of people think like that should have been a bigger star. I don't personally see it. I think I have no reason to think so. Yeah, so you're on that that train with me. Um, you know, Mr. Perfect is really the first guy that comes to mind, but that's kind of everybody feels that way too. You yeah, know, like yeah. he's maybe the one of the most underrated guys, the best guy to never have their top belt. You know, not have a top belt anywhere because uh, mm-hmm. that run is Mr. Perfect. But you know, I, I was thinking, I was thinking RVD. But RVD did get a run, but I still think they could have done more with him. The way I see it is if they gave him the old WCW title, they didn't really make you the the guy. Yeah, that was... Well, they did know that he got the actual WWE. Did he? Yeah, he beat Cena for it at one night stand. And then he shot himself in his his foot by getting a a charge with pot. He he got pulled over having uh, some weed on him. And got arrested. Nowadays, know, that shouldn't fucking matter. It shouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. It probably shouldn't UFC then. fighters and shit are using it. But it, it did matter. And his thing, but I still think they could have done more with him because really outside of a little blip here and there, he was always kind of in the mid card and he was always getting huge reactions. And the thing is, now, nowadays with the athletes that they have, even your Seth Rollinses and stuff, maybe the stuff that RVD did didn't seem so impressive. But man, back then... It was incredible, and I mean, he's a big guy. He's 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 much much bigger than a Seth Rollins or an AJ Styles. He was six foot one, six foot two, and like two forty. Like he was, a, he's a stocky big yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. And the work, the style that he did, and he had a different style of charisma that I don't think Vince ever got, and I don't know that Triple H ever got from what we've heard. I mean, you can call it the stoner charisma because it kind of is. Yeah, I but would it, agree. but he had that late, you know, in in in, in wrestling where everything, you know, and Hulk Hogan, everybody's all coked out. And it's Hulk Hogan. Let me tell you something, dude. And it's Nature Boy, you know, screaming at the microphone and telling you why you know he's the best. And bright lights, pretty ladies. I mean, like every everything's over the top, and RVD wasn't. No, but at that time though. It was kind of cool to not, you know, to maybe non conform. He, was, he I guess. was over the top. Cool. He was almost too cool. Oh, well, you know I think that I mean? might have been WWE doing that to him because if you go back and watch ECW, see everybody said like RVD couldn't cut a promo. Well, in ECW he could, and he was. He was really very, very cocky, just too cool to be there. Yeah. But he, that was the way his promos were. Like he would just sit there and tell you why he was the best, and you know he'd go out there and have this great killer five star match, and then his promo would be talking about how easy it was. Yeah. Like you know he, he was he was cocky without needing to be cocky, and and he was it was a different kind of cool, and I think they. Yeah, minimize that in the WWE. I think it was just like, well, go out there and be the bro then. You yeah. know, be the, be the surfer guy, like, you know, the too cool for school guy. Airbrush shit. Yeah, with the, which was different well, then. Always, yeah. Which was different then. Though, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just think, I think there could have been more out of them, especially at the end of ECW. Now ECW was on a much smaller scale than WWE always was, but at the end of ECW, he was just insanely over. The crowds were going nuts, and they went nuts for him when he came in as part of the invasion. They were mm. He came in as heel with that invasion angle. It didn't last long. He's still over with me, dude. When I uh, Where I work at Marianne's, there's yeah. a, when I walk in from the... From the the loading dock, there's a ramp going down to the shop. Yeah. Every time I walk down the ramp, I'm either Billy walking like fucking Vince McMahon, <laughs> or I'm going, I'm doing RVD as I'm walking down the ramp. He's I mean, still over in my heart. It's the bro. coolest fucking thing, I right? Mean, and that frog splash is still is just you know. God, I wish when, I could frog splash it. When when you had a finish like that. You were going to be over. The Dudleys in the 3D was always over. That yeah. frog splash always got a reaction every time. Yeah. The other guy, which is a little bit opposite because he never had the finish that was over like that. But, you know, I thought John Morrison could have been a bigger star. And he's still he was uh, an impact. Guy, right? 
was a tough was, enough guy that got kicked off the one season because he didn't know what a spinner Rooney was. <laughs> so they're like, oh, How you, you going to get kicked off a season for nothing? Because he didn't know shit about wrestling. So they're like, oh, what the but, fuck are you oh, doing? I thought you meant specifically no, just because he didn't know what the spinner no, Rooney was. No, that was it. That was it. No, no, I know, but like, he, I he went that was in there purely why did all this incredible, like you know, because he was an incredible athlete, obviously, basically like, break dance and stuff. And like, we'll do a spin rooney. He goes, "What's a spin rooney?" And they're like, well, "You don't know what the fuck, right? You don't know what a spin rooney." And in two thousand one, if you don't know what a spin rooney is, yeah, it's time I get to go. that. But a spin rooney isn't even like a move. No, it's, it's just not. it's just a thing. It's the idea that he didn't know what it was, and you're trying not to be a professional wrestler. I guess. Yeah, it's going to show where your passion lied at that point. Yeah. But he did. He came back. He won tough enough. Here's the guy who, I mean, you know, let's call it is what it is. Great looking guy. Just looks the part of a star. He you know does. what I mean? Now, I thought he probably should have been a heel because, again, his promo skills weren't the best. But he did, if he was just the, played the Hollywood star with his, you know, chisel good looks, you know, you have a mouthpiece to sit there and tell you why this guy is better than you all the time. And then he was athletic and he was really, really good in the ring. Um, Felt like they could have done more with him, and he got kind of he got he got um, you know a little bit Ambrosed and just kind of sick of the whole deal himself. Where he's just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. And I know he went and did some acting, and now he's, he's on, on he's the, on Glow. He was on Glow. He did some acting on Glow. I know he made his own movie. He was on Lucha Underground too. Wasn't he, he was he was a big star in Lucha Underground. Now I think he's on Impact. Um, as I think Johnny Impact. If I'm not mistaken, that's kind it's of always Johnny something. Johnny something. Yeah, Johnny Mundo. Um, but I mean, but again, and I just say this: when you look at the guy, he's a star. Now that there's been a lot of guys that have come through and look like a star, and they you know, have two left feet, or they, yeah. you can't back it up at all. And I thought he was different. I thought there was just a lot more that could have been done with him. A guy with his athleticism that, and then him being athletic doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be a great wrestler. But I think he was transitioning that. You know, the fact that he looked like a star was very athletic. And he transitioned that to where he was a very, very good pro wrestler. Um, again, microphone skills weren't the best, but. Especially as a heel, you can cover that. Uh, Brock yeah. Lesnar still can't cut a promo, no. you know, and it, no. it's made more money than anybody else over there has. So, God, it's, I just popped into my head as him with the fucking the, the Brock the, Blaster, the, the, which might be the most entertaining thing the he's Brock done. Party. <laughs> it, it was funny, but I was just like, this is so fucking silly. This is silly. And if there's anything anybody who doesn't need to be silly on that show is Brock Lesnar. It's the legitimate, it's all the legitimacy in the world. If if you didn't think that Brock could give a shit less, that just proved it. That proved <laughs> that's what I was thinking. He I was like, he's mocking us. He's fucking mocking us. I I, I don't know. I don't Which think he follows the product enough to know that it's as bad as it is. But probably all the zeros that are on his paycheck that Vince keeps giving him yep. tells him that the that the product is as bad as it is. And uh, that yeah. looked like a Vince idea too. I don't know, maybe it was Brock uh, just saying, no, nah, I'm just going to go out there with this. This is good shit. <laughs> this is good shit. Come on, this is good shit. I laughed so hard when he said I, I almost didn't believe it. <laughs> like, I can't picture Vince saying, oh, this is such good shit. Is, well, hopefully Vince thinks the Ohio WrestleCast, well, maybe maybe we don't hope Vince thinks the Ohio WrestleCast is good shit because uh, uh, oh, because his shit. idea of good shit and the pooper scoop, maybe the pooper scooper, uh, doesn't seem like it's 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 transcending very well with You're the current right. product. So, uh, you know, I was going to say, hopefully, thinks that hopefully Vince thinks that episode fourteen was some good shit, but maybe not. But we no, hope I, you do. <laughs> I, as much as you shit on AEW, I'm sure he loved this episode if he saw it. 
Oh. I mean, oh, that that was some good shit. We'll, That's what he'd be telling you. We'll, we'll provide it to the network. And honestly, at this point in my life, I'm going to sell it. I'll talk about pooper scoopers all day for you, Vince. Yeah, you Vince, put, a, put, our, <laughs> put Ohio WrestleCast on the network. Put Ohio WrestleCast. We will shit talk as much AEW as we, you want us to. That, that's, you know, that being said, he might like me. He yeah. well don't Vince. watch don't watch thirteen Vince uh, watch episode fourteen only. That's yeah. true. Or watch thirteen, then watch fourteen and be like, yeah, I like these guys. Watch thirteen and turn your goddamn product around, and then watch fourteen and tell you why I don't think that your competitors are competitors at all. Uh, I don't know. I guess I hate everything. Just uh, just respect. <laughs> Just respect that he's gonna tell you like it is, bitch. Uh, well, we'll see how many zeros he puts on my check. I might, I might give him the yes sir, no sir treatment as well. And then respect that I'll kiss your ass when you need me to. Literally on television, like everybody else did. Uh, <laughs> Maybe not so much. Man, like I got, that. I got a nice looking indie schedule coming up. This, uh, if I can get some dates. Uh, Minerva, Ohio, at the Minerva Homecoming. It's a free show. That's on a Friday, June okay. 14th. Uh, at the homecoming, we wrestle out there on the basketball courts. So they set up right there in the bleachers, and it's a great chance to come out see uh, Main Event World League. You know, there's going to be some good matches out there. And it's, uh, you know, again, it's free. It's for the general public. So you're not going to see, you know, the craziest matches ever or anything like that. But you're going to see a good selection, a good group of wrestlers out there. Get a good sample size. And then the following Saturday, which would be the 22nd, uh, we're headed back to Strasburg, Ohio. I haven't wrestled there in whew, almost 15 years. Jesus. But uh, there's a building called the Wallach Auction Center. It's right on Route 250 in Strasburg. And it's one of my favorite buildings to wrestle in. It's small. It's compact. But like it feels like the crowd's just on top of you because it's so loud. And the, uh-huh. the lights are great because they'll, they'll keep a spotlight like only on the ring and only on the entrance. And everything else is kind of dark. So it's like a bit, it's, it's like a it, tiny little stadium. It's what it feels like, man. It feels like the spotlight's just on you. I like it. Love wrestling in that building. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, going to Strasburg on the 22nd. And then, uh, you know, start promoting this now because I'm very excited about it. Dropkick Diabetes uh, is a show that I love doing every year. We uh, have raised over $10,000 for the Akron Children's Hospital Endocrinology Fund. My uh, nice. uh, buddy Matt, Matt Galchek, Max Alexander, his son has uh, his, his diabetes. And then another wrestler, Kit Page, had a friend. Uh, pass away from diabetes uh, at a very young age, in her early 20s. That's so right. they put together this show in order to raise the funds. It's always a really fun show. That was a show where I got to, uh, was fortunate enough to wrestle with Rhino and Tommy Dreamer. Oh, nice. Um, and then uh, my buddy, the captain, uh, Jeff Traxler, Darren Davenport, we always have fun with our captain gimmick. Uh, you know, That's where I came out to come sail away. But I waited. Uh-huh. But I waited until the guitar picked up to come through the curtain. So uh-huh. they had to wait a good three minutes for me to come out. Uh, but this, <laughs> I mentioned Matt's son, uh, Timmy Gal, checking out. You know, Matt is my friend. Uh, Timmy is not. Timmy's a little punk kid. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna say that right now on my podcast. Am I calling out a ten year old kid? Yeah, I am. Because you know, I, I've personally, you know, helped raise tens of thousand dollars for this kid, and I think he's out there bloating on Chuck E. Cheese or some other BS, and and I'm telling you right now, this kid needs to be put in his place. He's called me ugly. He has punched me in the stomach uh, backstage at a show before, uh, and as a father myself and a pro wrestler, I think I'm going to call this kid out, put him on blast, and uh, and and maybe give him yeah. the, maybe give him the whooping that his daddy hasn't. It sounds like it sounds like you yeah. need to. So July 21st, Timmy, which by the way, it's time to grow up. Let's be Tim Galchick now. Tim, you know, all right, Timmy, it's ridiculous. The 21st, I'll see you there, pal. Uh, 
And I'm going to segue with that <laughs> to go and talk about July 27th. I'll be back in Maslin, Ohio for Mid-Ohio Wrestling. Uh, Josh Bishop, young, up-and-coming kid, great athlete. Uh, he's teaming up with me we're with, with our good friend, Mr. D, as our manager. And we're taking on uh, Tommy Chill and Luis Casanova for the MOW Tag Team Championship. Oh, shit. Yeah, so pretty nice-looking schedule coming up these next uh, couple of months. Got a couple of... Uh, Couple of shows that you can, yeah. One show you can check out for free. Another show where you can that show the Dropkick Diabetes is at the uh, Saxon Club in Youngstown, Ohio. Uh, so we're all over Minerva, Strasburg, Youngstown, Maslin, getting where, out there, yeah. making towns, uh, humbling ten year olds, and uh, taking names. Plenty to choose from, guys. Plenty to choose from out whichever, there. Whichever you know, you can go to the closest one, the farthest one, whichever one Come you want. Come out to all of them if you want. Yeah, start at one, stay Love there until the there. next one, and then move to the next. There you go. Be like a. Treat him like he's Pink Floyd or something, and you're following him around. Yeah, I mean, you can get high. Even though there's many times, like much time in between. There's much time in between. I mean, yeah, if you're going to follow me around, otherwise you're going to be hanging out with me playing in the division. Yeah, maybe get an Um, RV. (laughs) If you get an RV to follow me to all my indie shows, you can park outside of my house and plug in. That's a deal. That's that's not bad. All right, there we go. I mean, I guess since you're plugging some shit, I might as well plug us a little bit. That sounds weird. Not, um, as long as we don't plug each other. Yeah, there you go. We're not not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, if you're down with that, we just, we're not, you know? Not that we're, we we don't do that. You're, you're making it weird. Yeah, uh, with you're that said, <laughs> don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on uh, everything. We're on Instagram at Matt Archer Media. He's not, uh, we are, though. Yeah, I'm not. Um, you can follow me at Western Jesus on Instagram. Uh, all that good shit. Uh, YouTube page how's the YouTube page doing YouTube we, I think we have 10 we gotta get that up there yeah, anybody if you like and watch us please just click on the YouTube subscribe real quick you don't have to watch I don't watch us if, yeah. but I listen but you know throw a quick quick subscribe if on you, there if you're us. listening to this right now you like this enough to get this far right and if you're listening and not watching we're on YouTube look us up Ohio WrestleCast and if you're watching and you're this far, you, you're already there. Just click mm-hmm. subscribe. Mm-hmm. And if you click the little bell next to it, it'll tell you every time our new shit comes up. There you go. And uh, and it's random because we've been doing all right lately, but we, we get some time off. Sometimes I just don't want to watch or talk about wrestling ever. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's just nothing really to talk about. You know? And, or we just have lives and or kids. And there's, there's 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 indie shows and Tinder dates and all that good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I, even though that really hasn't been happening for me lately. Yeah. Um. What else? Uh, Facebook.com slash Mad Archer Media is the place to get any and all info of any anything you might need to know about us. Or if you can't quite find us, we usually pop links on there for you to look at. Absolutely. Uh. Yeah about it follow your it. local indies if you can uh if you want to punish yourself watch monday night raw and smackdown uh you know, <laughs> there's yeah. uh um before we get out of here one last plug too it's something i think we should talk about in the future i've been really watching those vice land specials they're on youtube i've seen a couple they're on youtube in their entirety the quality isn't great for some reason but really um yeah i for, watched the bruiser brody one and it was Fucking fantastic. That's perfect. Okay. Uh, I watched The Death of Gino Hernandez on there, which okay. is just something, again, I mean, I'm older than you. That's a guy I knew nothing really about. He wasn't even in my Bible. Uh, but <laughs> The Death of Gino Hernandez was a, I mean, it just played out like a murder mystery. It was great. Um, so the Viceland specials on YouTube, definitely check those out because I think that may, that may be something I want to talk about. Maybe the, the well, Bruiser Brody story could be something we could look into in the future. I guess if we're plugging other, other shit, I'll go ahead and throw out a channel that recently started and they just started doing something similar. 
I told you about. It's called Reliving Wrestling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to check that out myself. There's still. Uh, currently, uh, so far, I've watched a few of them. I watched uh, one called Lucky Break, the main event push of Bob Holly, which I thought was appropriately named because uh, you ain't kidding. He broke Brock Lesnar broke his neck, neck and because and of that, it got he got a main event that push. He would have never gotten and never really deserved. And uh, but that's an interesting thing. I mean, that's something we all remember. And then there's a three parter right now. The third part hasn't come out. The first one is called Knocked Up. Okay. And it's the story of Matt Hardy, Lita, and Kane. He takes you through all that. that Kane whole or Edge? Line. Kane. Kane, that's, okay. That's the first one. Okay. And the second one um, is called uh, It Wasn't My Fault, the Gene Snitsky story. <laughs> and then the third one I don't know yet, but I'm pretty sure it's going to take you through the Edge. Through the Edge part of it. Matt, it takes you through that whole chronicle. And what he does, essentially, is he, he takes you through the storyline again. You relive the storyline, and he gives you all the footage and stuff. How did that make Matt Hardy facts. look good? Kane, Kane's basically saying, like, he's basically, you either bang me or I'm going to beat up your boyfriend who's yeah. also a pro wrestler. There's nothing you can do about it. So she does. Yeah. Like, Where's does the mean? law in all this? You know what I mean? That's the laws never apply to wrestling. Uh, but anyway, sure reliving wrestling is fantastic. I, I, that if sounds, this guy that happens to hear this, I love it, dude. Keep it going. That sounds fun. But uh, yeah, I guess a little couple of recommendations from us. Absolutely, team. plenty of wrestling to go watch. That, my main thing was is there's plenty of good wrestling content to watch that isn't Raw and SmackDown right now. So You're right. Uh, you know, don't just rest with what you know. There's lots of good stuff out there. Agreed. Um, and I guess with that said, this has been Ohio WrestleCast number fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, again, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, bye, internet. <laughs>